HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Q Drinks, carbonated mixers made for your cocktail. Visit their website at qdrinks.com. That's Q, the letter, drinks.com. Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The All right, welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. Souther, welcome back to town, you <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, oh, we can say fuck. I oh, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Fuck on the radio. Yeah, just got back uh, yesterday to some pretty crazy news. The weather, obviously, much different. I was in St. Martin for a week, uh, 82 degrees every day, 81 degree water, beautiful, perfect. Yeah. And landed and found out that I won the USBG election i am now your president usbg hey. city chapter really <laughs> congratulations dude that's awesome yeah it's me uh james Manite stayed on as vice president um uh we got katie wallace on as our secretary and don heideman is our oh, treasurer good, good. so it's cool, a good bunch pretty, congratulations pretty full flip. what a crazy yeah. trip yeah insane i had a great time long strange trip what a long strange trip it's been <laughs> so what <laughs> was uh what was like uh, damn, that's crazy. Um, so, uh, what, were, what were some of the highlights from your trip, man? Relaxation, sitting. Um, you know, people asked me what I was going to do when I was there, and I over and over said I'm going to sit um, <laughs> because I feel like you know, in our line of work, all I do is stand, or yeah. then I lie down and go to bed. It's rare to be <laughs> sitting. Yeah. So I, I, I sat in a lot of different chairs. <laughs> Tried them out. I read. A, I read. A, I, re- I finally got a time to just sit down and read a book. I read. I finally read Robert's book from cover to cover. Um, uh, Proper Drink by Robert O'Sullivan. Oh, okay. yeah. Cool. So you still didn't leave work, really? Well, that was just a little... It's, you know, pretty light reading. It's a a little history. Yeah. Um, You know, I crossed over a bunch of names that I knew. Damon's in there a few times. Um, I'm I'm not in there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Give a shit. Um, And I just sat on the beach. Uh, Only one day did we not sit on the beach all day. Uh, And that day we chartered a boat and went out into the water. Uh, But every other day we would get up with the sun, go to bed with the sun, basically. That's amazing, man. It was so. It's the first vacation I've ever taken where I just switched off and relaxed. Nice. I didn't really do anything. Nice. Cool, man. It was great. Well, welcome back. I'm happy to be back, and here we got in the studio with us today, young upstart bartender, new to the field. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tom, Tom Richter. Uh, Hi, everybody. Who works uh, currently at both Dear Irving and Attaboy, and also is the ma- maker and manufacturer of Tom Mars Tonic. Yep. Yeah, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Yeah. Good to be here, guys. Yeah, great to have you. <laughs> you uh, I'm glad that uh, you're wearing such a crazy fucking shirt. I know. I told him it's radio. <laughs> I dress radio. for radio. I dress for radio. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, man. How you been? I've been great. Good. Things are good. Good, man. Um, one of my some of my fondest memories of Tom is uh, are uh, you know obviously seeing you at uh, at Dear Irving, but uh, going to your house on yeah. the 4th of July. Yeah. Or what, was that the 4th of July? Uh, 4th of July, yeah. yeah. I usually have a big <clears throat> barbecue for the bar community. And people get on the train and come to Jersey and we tear it up. Yeah. Really intense cornhole tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I made that set, by the way. You did? Yeah, oh, cool. Totally. Yeah, he's crafty. I give him one and three quarter thumbs up. I'm very crafty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about that on the air? Yeah, I was making muddlers. A a neighbor had this beautiful old cherry tree that had died, and I helped them cut it down with my chainsaw. And uh, I cut it up, and he wanted it gotten rid of. So I said, well, can I have the wood? So we took it to my my yard, and uh, I uh, was cutting up. I would cut up pieces of wood into manageable size pieces and then finish them on my table saw. Yeah, I I still have one of the muddlers. They're beautiful. They're beautiful, yeah. I kind of want one. And... uh, uh, <laughs> I don't do a lot of muddling, though. I was, cherry is so beautiful because it is very burly and, and full of knots. Well, that knot tossed the piece out of my hand, and I just bumped the blade. And not, my not recommended. left thumb <laughs> was gone to just below my thumbnail, and my left index finger was cut from the knuckle through the tip of Ooh. the nail. So... When I looked at my hand, I was looking at the back of my thumbnail from the other side. Sure. And I thought, whoa, that's not going to be good. Jeez. So, yeah, that was like mm, that was like 10, 11 weeks ago. This is not such a bad heal up at this that point. Recently? Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> September 10th. Yeah, it was September 10th. Holy so, shit, man. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, well, you know, I was out of work for 10 weeks. but That's how Johnny Cash's brother died. Losing his thumb? No, a table saw <laughs> accident. <laughs> It's funny because wow. Heather's wearing a Johnny Cash shirt. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, ten weeks you missed work. Ten weeks. Which yeah. has got to be mind-numbing. I, I was yeah. gone for eight days, and I uh, and granted it was yeah. kind of the best eight days ever, but I, I needed to be back. Yeah, it's time it was, to be back. It was rough. But, you know, like a couple of consulting jobs popped up, so I was able to do a little... Yeah, let's talk about that. I just saw you in, uh, I think, the timeout right before I left. You were mentioned in there for the, uh, a place that you did some consulting. What's the name of that place? Yeah, Chow Chow. Uh, it's yeah, what's that all about? It's a Vietnamese restaurant, really like home-style Vietnamese, but so that's like these great authentic uh, recipes, but then tweaked by this awesome chef, and uh, I, it, it's an all-beer-and-wine uh, licensed place. Mm. Uh, so I, had to, I did their cocktail program. Uh, and working with uh, low ABV is kind of challenging, but it was really rewarding as well because, you know, it, it, when you when you have to have some kind of obstacle to go over and you go over it, it's like, wow, that was actually a pretty cool drink. Yeah. And it's 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 hard to imagine that it's really a low ABV drink, you know. So yeah, it was great. It's great. It's uh, Avenue A between 10th and 11th, literally across the street from my old hang, the Beagle. Uh, it's called Chow Chow. So cool. check Wait, it out. It's, it's on A? Yeah. So it's like a few blocks from me. Yeah. Oh, you got to check it out. It's good. The Negroni is outstanding. And I didn't use any 
uh, high ABV in it. And just it, it's great. It's I'm really happy with that one. I'll, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll literally go right past yeah. it on the way to work today. Yeah, cool. I'll <laughs> poke my nose in, say hello. Yeah. So I made fun of you a little bit at the beginning there that you're new to the world of bartending. That's untrue, right? You've yeah. been doing it for more than a month. Yeah, 32 years. 32 years. Wow. We were talking <laughs> off air before we got in here that possibly you're the I, – I want someone to, to, to fact check out there. Yeah. Are you, you're possibly the oldest behind-the-bar cocktail bartender cocktail bartender yeah. in New York City. I would say so. I just turned 55 <clears throat> on Thanksgiving. So oh, Happy birthday. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Day after me. Yeah. You turned uh, 55 then? No, well, I <laughs> 47. Um, that's awesome. So let's talk about that. Like, you, you're from Minnesota? Yes. So that's where it all began. Mm-hmm. Tell, yeah. me, tell me the beginning. I grew up on a farm in Minnesota. My father was a chiropractor. You seemed like a farm guy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he was a chiropractor, so I was raised with all that, you know, mm, kind of that whole, um, I was eating organic before it was a thing. Uh, we, we had a, our own garden. We raised animals to eat as well and you know so we were just doing that because that was how it was done mm-hmm. um which is interesting because i feel like all of those qualities of my life have now kind of culminated in what i do behind the bar as well it's like you figure out if there's something that you need that's not there you figure out how to make it mm-hmm. and that's how my tonic came about as well yeah you know how long has the tonic been around at this point? um yeah i incorporated Let's see. I made it, I think I made it nine, almost ten years ago. And then people kept, I, I did it for a bar that I put together in New Jersey. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the gin tonic to me at that point was the most ordered cocktail. Uh, and I just wanted a better tonic, and there wasn't one out there. And uh, one of the new ones just hit the market. And uh, I called the guy on the phone and, and he's like, yeah, I just started the company. And I can't keep it on the shelves. It's been six, six weeks. And I'm like, whatever. Can I have a sample? So he sent me a sample and my wife and I tried it. And it was like, meh. Right. It was more the same. It was all, you know, natural ingredients, but it was, yeah, it was still a thing. So I looked up online different tonic recipes and I kind of searched out what the history of tonic was and where it came from and what it was like when it was first discovered in, in, in Peru and all that stuff. So got a few recipes they all kind of sucked but i kind of merged them like like this quality from this recipe or this quality from that recipe i really liked so i put them together a couple tweaks took really good notes and the recipe hasn't changed since that final this is it kind of thing and uh and that was seven and a half years ago now people said you should bottle this i'm like fuck you that's a lot of work (laughs) and two years later i incorporated and started bottling and my first delivery was at Freeman's Alley, and it just m- mushroom clouded from there. Amazing. You're still doing it all yourself? Uh, I am currently using a co-packer, but I am in the process of setting up my own manufacturing plant that doesn't exist. So it's got to be needed. And I've had many bar folk come to me saying, you know, I'm making this syrup. I'm making this other thing. Can you help me get it off the ground? I'm like... Yeah, I will be able to because I'm making the thing that doesn't exist to get it from your kitchen into production because you usually go from your kitchen to 4,000 cases and you can't do that financially. You end up having to sell half of your company to some investor. This way you can keep your company and grow it slower. So you're going to basically create like an incubator? I'm going to have an incubating uh, system that feeds into a small bottling line because the smallest bottling line is still huge. 
right? Yeah. You know, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a dual system. It's going to be an incubator and then into a small bottling line, and then then they we set them free when they're bigger than that. Awesome. How far away is this sort of planet? Uh, I'm sure that's probably going to happen. Believe it or not, in this next year. Yeah. Are you seeking investments for this, or um, yeah, we can talk about this? Off yeah, the air. <laughs> I, I, I am. I mean, it's like we're working it out. I'm working with uh, Rutgers University right now in New Jersey. They're helping me uh, streamline all of this stuff so that I'll be able to just go uh, pick it up and just put it into a plant somewhere really close to New York City. Uh, the Rutgers plant is two and a half hours south, like almost on the south coast of New Jersey. Mm. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that. That's amazing. I think it's going to be a good thing. Oh, glad we, I'm glad we, you brought that up. I didn't know that was happening at all. Yeah. Like, I, I still picture you, like, slaving over a pot and pouring oh, the bottles do. yourself. No, no, no. I still do that just for the fun of it. I mean, every once in Sounds a while, I'll make fun. my own my own <laughs> batch just to, to, to test it and make sure that everything is staying consistent. Sure. So it has to be where I want it. You Quality know? control. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Where where can the listeners buy this stuff currently? Is it all uh, over the country? Uh, it is everywhere in the country. We're also in Europe and Australia and Canada oh, and shit. Hong Kong and Singapore, and uh, hopefully we'll keep growing uh, in in uh, in the United States or even South America. Uh, PremierMixers.com is my best online sales guys. Uh, I also. Uh, I'm at all the Whole Foods in New York City, at uh, mm, Stinky Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. I'm, my distributor, That's great. My New York distributor takes care of all that stuff, so I'm, I'm not really most uh, knowledgeable as everywhere that it is. But That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a website of your own? Uh, Tomerstonic.com. And that's T-O-M-R. T-O-M-R-S, yeah. That's Tomers. Yeah, and then Tomer was a nickname my dad had given me when I was a kid. And uh, my last name starts with an R, so it kind of made sense. When I was trying to do this, you don't trade, you don't patent a recipe because then it becomes public. So you trademark a name and you keep the recipe secret. Yeah. And so when I was trying to do this, it was Tom's Tonic before, and there's Tom's of Maine, there's Tom's Shoes, there's sure. some Tom's tomato sauce, whatever. So I couldn't do that. So I just went to Tom's Tonic. Beautiful. And you going to make us a drink? Of course. <laughs> we'll take you through the whole fun little tasting of it all. So it's a syrup, so it needs to be cut with seltzer too. So, uh, what do you have a ratio that you recommend? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. We're so, gonna make that one too for, for okay. Dave or for so Jason or somebody. One part tonic, two parts gin, three parts soda. And what I like to do to really kind of make you the most impressive way to do it is show you the progressive progression. So, I'm taking the tonic and I'm just cutting it with the seltzer right now. And we're going to taste that as is. And then we'll put the gin in and so you can see how it evolves and comes together with the gin. Red. It's, it's pretty impressive how you're keeping a, a, the perfect distance to the microphone while you're making these yeah. like Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, I had, a, I had a life in that business, too. That's what brought me to New York. So I, That's right. You were an actor. Behind, being in a sound booth, I've done a lot of voiceovers and a lot of... <laughs> That stuff. So, yeah. How long does it take to make this stuff? Um, well, it's a it's a boiling process. So it's basically I'm making tea yep. by making this. So I boil it for about an hour and then let it cool down and then bottle it. That's it. Strain it and bottle it. Yeah. Wham, bam. Yeah. It's really delightful. And then oh, yes. you add a little gin to it. And that's where the magic happens. Because it completely changes. 
And wow. now the gin brings all the flavors together. Bumps the, bumps the bitterness. Sure, really becomes So now it really tastes like a gin tonic. Citrus notes come forward. Yeah, yeah. We don't have any citrus in the studio, so there's no... This is just yeah. your syrup, some seltzer, and gin. Yep. And not even any ice. No. It's quite delicious. Yes, it is. You are correct, sir. I remember you coming to try and sell me this stuff at, when I was at, at Rye in Williamsburg. We thought you were crazy. Right. You know what? You guys... We thought you were crazy. Oh, yeah. You were at Rye. <laughs> That's right, man. Who is wow. this dude? <laughs> yeah, that was before. That was in the early days, and I didn't even have labels on the bottle nope. at that time. Yep. I it was s- in a tall slender bottle, if I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah, a wine bottle. Yeah. 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 I still, that's still how it goes to bars and restaurants, a 750 milliliter. Nice. At that point, I had get, gotten it into Walter Foods. Yeah. For, for a minute. I think they did it for an event, but uh, yeah, that was Rye. <laughs> I loved Rye. That's a great place. It's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah, man. Um, one of the coolest things about this is that it it comes across visually as like a natural product like a you know it because, right because it's not clear it's right what is this brown gold huh? amber i think amber a beautiful amber, amber color amber yeah that sounds good <laughs> colorblind remember doesn't matter it's delicious <laughs> um and that yeah that was one of the first things i i, I ever noticed but i mean obviously like with cocktails they're and drinks, you're it's visual first, and food yeah. is olfactory first. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was so cool that it wasn't clear. Well, it's getting to the point now when people right. well, that, I mean, the, order gin and tonics. It's like, wait a minute, why isn't it brown? I want a good one. Right, yeah. <laughs> good. You sort of set people marching down that street. I mean, I think it's just, you know, when you look at something that's clear, that's, you know, a larger commercial product they're they're using like basically extracts right but you're using the actual- yeah the 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 tree bark uh the cinchona tree is the the main producer of quinine quinine's in a lot of things there's a bitter melon uh grapefruit rind um there's an american plant that is american it's wild american feverfew which is pretty high quinine contact i'm gonna play around with that to try to do a all-american one but um they send the bark to pharmaceutical extraction places, and they pull the straight quinine out of it, which is this white powder, bitter, and then they sell that back to, like, Canada Dry or Schweppes. They then, those companies add high fructose corn syrup and water and carbonate it, and that's what we grew up on as tonic, which most people, when they try this, they're like, I thought I hated gin, but I guess I just hated tonic. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah, know? that's interesting. You know, because you drink gin tonics with that crappy tonic. Blech. Right. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's not doing any favors for anybody. No. Um, I, you know, I always say that uh, gin and tonic should never be just gin and tonic. Right. And especially with, you know, like the Spanish style, like Basque style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a fucking culture over there. It like, is. They, that their whole thing is, is gin tonic. They don't even say and. It's gin tonic. Yeah. And when I was there last year... It changed my whole outlook on what a gin tonic is. The simplest gin tonic over there at least gets, <laughs> like, a, first of all, an ass load of tonic, right? It's still, right. It's still a, a dose of gin, about two ounces, but it's in a giant goblet, so it's got a lot of tonic, so it's really bright and refreshing. And then, the, again, the simplest one gets at least juniper berries thrown in. You know, yeah. They then they go chamomile a lot. They go crazy. Yeah, they go I went crazy. to a place called Gin Toneria. Yeah, they had 130 gins, 130 gin tonics. They had crafted a gin tonic for every gin, using wow. different tonics, using different um, garnishes, using different tinctures and bitters. Wow. It was fucking incredible. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. What, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that uh, 
you know, like here, uh, on the flip side of that, it's like I typically when someone asks for a gin and tonic, not that I'm trying to like. I, I feel I, bad for them. <laughs> well, no, I I price it out accordingly. Um, to where like I, I you know I do a, like an ounce and a half rather than a full two ounce pour, so I have more tonic in the glass. Yeah, you know I and I prefer to like at least muddle a couple of limes in the glass for them. Sure. So you get the oils and the the juice and like the pulp. But um, but yeah, I mean like I I guess the classic ratio is like one to seven, right? Like one part gin and seven parts tonic. I guess. Which is it sounds like. Like a tonic, and it is. It's tonic heavy, but like it's supposed to be a refreshing drink. Yeah. And so when someone like sends, a, like it, you know, back when I worked in like kind of dive your bars, when someone would like order gin and tonic, and they're like, make it strong, bro. You know, it's like, you know, that's not what. That's not really. Mm-hmm. Is that really what you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, strong Island, bro. Which is also why I, I mean I made this for me. I made it a syrup so that you could alter. Yeah. You're in control As of how rolling. bitter you want it. Exactly. Because so many times, like, I'll be, I would be bartending and people are like, I want a gin tonic, but make it half soda. It's like, why would you do that? But now you can You're regulate in control. It. Yeah. Exactly. You're in control. More syrup, less syrup, or more sparkling water, less yep. sparkling water, or no sparkling water. Let's use champagne. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or beer. Let's do the, oh, yeah. Yeah. It works a lot. It works really well with beer. I actually. was in the Newark airport a month ago going to Portland and, uh, the bartender, I, I ordered a gin and tonic from, first of all, let's talk about this. All the bars and restaurants in the New York airport, you don't order, you don't actually talk to like a I, server. I hate it. I hate it so much. Or a bartender. It's they those have iPads. iPads, iPads it, yeah. It's so shitty. But I, I, That's the United Wing. Yeah, I yeah. know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Um, so, Thanks, Jason Luttrell. Oh! <laughs> hey, man, at least you can get a decent cocktail now in the in the in those things, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well... I, well, well. After what I'm about to tell you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so never mind. I ordered a gin and tonic from the uh, from the robot, and uh, the bartender comes over. At this point, I've been in the airport for eight hours, uh, just delay after delay after delay, and um, I'm hanging out having a gin and tonic. It's kind of like my go-to drink in an airport or on a plane. Um, and this is the first time that, like, a bartender actually talked to me. He makes a drink, comes over, and he's like, don't worry, man, I hooked you up. And I was like, what What do you mean? He's like, I threw a shot of vodka in there for you. Oh, like, thanks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, perfect. Oh, my God. Thanks, no. bro. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, so, so, I was like, wait, so you... You, you watered two, down my gin? Yeah, you watered down my gin, man. <laughs> Fuck. And then, like, I ordered another one, and I was like, it's like, you know, thanks a lot, you know, for the... The, the hookup. The, the hookup. <laughs> air quotes. Uh, but can you just do just a, just a regular gin and tonic? It's like, I, I kind of want to have a few of these before I eventually get on my flight, if it ever even happens. Right. And, and he kind of, like, got offended by that. I'm like... Like, dude, you know what? Actually, from now on, you can just put half the gin that you would normally put in and give it more tonic. Yeah. I know. It's such a weird, simple... It's such a, It's the simple things that people fuck up the most, right? Yep. Of course. Yep. Oh, we all agree about that, I think. Yep. Um, 
How's, how are things going at Attaboy? I don't get there. No, I live, you know what, I live I, just a few blocks away. Yeah, I, I haven't. I really haven't been behind the stick in Attaboy in, in, in quite a while, just because I kind of driving the, driving the thing at at Irving, and it's like you know they'll call me to do something I'm working or whatever. So you know, I I, I just adore those guys, and I feel so honored to have been working there for a while. Um, uh, but things are it's great over there. They're just getting ready to open a new bar. Uh, Dan, right? Dan Greenbaum is actually opening a thing. He's he was the one of the bar manager, or he was the bar manager at the Beagle, where he and I got to be very good friends. And then he was working at he still works at Attaboy, but he's opening Diamond Reef out in Crown Heights oh. uh, with the help of Sammy and Mickey. Uh, it's going to be really, really, really awesome. Looking forward to going there and, I don't know, maybe pick up a shift there once in a while. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, I don't think you work enough. <laughs> you need to get more shifts. Speaking of shifts, when are, when are you, what's your regular rotation at the Irving? Then? My regular rotation at Irving is uh, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, and Sunday nights. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah. This Sunday is Speed Rack. I'm working Speed Rack, so I'm not going to be there this Sunday. But. Oh, fuck. I forgot about Speed Rack. I yeah. Know, right? Speed Rack. Go, go. It's a great cause. Great, great time. What fun. What are you, what are you doing for them? Um, I mean, usually, I attend every year, but... Yeah, usually I'm, my, I'm a judge wrangler, so uh. I'm, I'm on stage, you know, attending to the judges that are there or giving them this, the, the time cards that they have to hold up and all that kind of stuff, so work pretty closely with them. What's the venue this year? Ah, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I've got to look that up. It's somewhere Midtown, which is new because it was in Brooklyn last right. couple of years. But so, uh, go to Speed Rack on, on Facebook. You'll find it right away. Okay. Was that like Music Hall of Williamsburg? It was at Music Hall yeah. Williamsburg, yeah. But now it's uh, – uh, you caught me. I don't Sorry. Know. <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> I wasn't trying to throw out a gotcha moment. You got me. <laughs> gotcha journalism. That's what we're known for. <laughs> Uh, that's rad. I kind of forgot about it because uh, I was away on vacation, but now that I'm back, I have to focus because uh, we actually moved two weeks' notice from this Sunday till the next Sunday because we uh, we all want to go and support Speed Race. Yeah, so awesome. yeah. good. Um, and we'll see you there up on stage and all that jazz. That'll be great. Uh, I usually just go and throw a bunch of money around. It's a charity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, Oh, totally. Like, just go. Do it. It's a good thing. What, are you looking it up right mm-hmm. now? I am. <laughs> Nerd. It is at... Speed Rack this year is at Sunday, December 11th at the Diamond Horseshoe. Diamond Horseshoe. 235 West 46th Street, and it's 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Sunday. The Diamond Horseshoe? The Diamond Horseshoe. Yeah, I don't know anything Mm -hmm. about it. Uh, And you can buy your tickets at Speed Rack... It looks like it's Speed Racks6NY at eventbrite.com. Cool. Cool. Nice, nice plug. Yeah. <laughs> I love Live, I- Ivy and Lynette. They're the best. They are the best. Yeah, the no two kidding. women who set it up. So they're just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah, no kidding. Where do, where do, we, where do we go to pregame in Midtown? I don't know. <laughs> just bring a flask. Yeah, at 3 o'clock yeah, on a Sunday. Yeah, where would you go? Uh, Sons and Daughters, maybe. That's close enough. Oh, haven't been yet. Great. Yeah. Great place. And they're open for brunch on Sunday. So, yeah. That's Aaron Reese's new place. Oh, yeah. It's great. Red. So for by Del Posto. Yep, exactly. exactly. Del Posto, like that zone up to 46. Well, we're going to have to figure out a, a couple of places to stop in between, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll make a trail. Of, I'll oh, have a flash. Oh, uh, a trail uh, of woe on the way. Porchlight. I'll be. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Young Mr. Bennett. We can, just, we can just cruise up the, the goddamn High Line. Yeah, man. <laughs> until we get there, man. 
Saunter. We'll work our way up there. Yeah, we'll saunter. <clears throat> uh, t- talk about Dear Irving a little bit. I've only been there a couple times, but it's beautiful. Yep. Talk about that weird decor in there. Yeah, so it's uh, the same designer for all of the company, uh, and the, all of the company is the two Reigns Law Rooms. There's the original on 17th Street, and then there's a new one at the Williams Hotel on 39th Street. Right. And then also we have a new uh, property called The Bennett, yep. which is on West Broadway in Tribeca, and then we have Irving. And uh, the designer does beautiful work, and I'll tell you, you know, all of us being bar folk, when you have a really beautifully designed bar, usually it's unusable. Yeah, uh, this one is really, really usable. So it's like the, Megan Dorman was is part of this whole thing, and she really knows her shit. So she made sure that it was designed to be usable. Um, so when you're coming into Irving, it's a long shotgun New York space. It's in the old um, Sal Anthony's spot that was closed for seven or eight years before we went in. And uh, you enter through the 1950s, the John F. Kennedy era. You, the next room you go into is. Uh, 1920s with F. Scott Fitzgerald and the Roaring Twenties kind of thing. Then halfway, the bar splits into turn-of-the-century Abraham Lincoln type of thing, the Victorian. And then in the you go through doors in the back to the fourth room, which is the Marie Antoinette room, which is like French Revolution. Uh, so it's just opulent. It's with, beautiful. With crazy mirrors. Crazy there. mirrors. And make sure you look at the wallpaper because there's people fucking on the wallpaper. Yep. And it's very well disguised that you don't you'd say oh pretty well but what <laughs> i actually saw a boner yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> amazing yeah it's really cool to be in there you you're traveling backwards through time yeah, it's deeper and, into the place you go exactly it's the whole uh midnight in paris kind of thing the woody allen movie so as you're going in you're going back in time so it's really it's really clever it's beautiful and you know with short attention span if you want to go to another bar you just move 20 feet and you're in another bar pretty much yeah you know <laughs> it's really it's really fun man taking care of the millennials i got to step back there um maybe it was last year last winter um there what's cool about that space is there there are so many events that you can do oh yeah like rather than renting out a venue it's like you can like have multiple vendors set up in all the different rooms and uh it just flows really beautifully yeah and uh yeah there was there was an event tiny guffy and i were doing something there one time i think it was last I think it was last winter. Um, and then we got to jump behind the bar a little bit. Dude, it was so yeah, cool, man. Good. Yeah, it's, it's good uh, and I bar. love the, the per- perfectly symmetrical layout of that uh-huh. bar. Yeah. Uh, it's two different time periods. Yeah. But there's a doorway that goes through the back and then it splits off to the two. Uh, it's just really cool. Yeah. Really it's well pretty. thought out. It's really pretty. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's one of, I think it's one of the more beautiful bars in New York. Yeah. Um, and very, like, it's very welcoming as well. Mm-hmm. Like when you get there, Someone to take your code and like all that rigmarole. I don't know. It's a nice place. You're, I'm envious of your working there. <laughs> Thanks. I love it. I work in a shoebox. <laughs> you got a great little spot though, man. That's that's a cool, cool place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a grass always greener thing. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm in that room all the time. It's, yeah. I'm over it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love it. I'm I, you know I'm going back there today. First day Yay. back from vacation. Yeah, let's get into it. So thirty-two years, man. That's that's incredible. Yeah, wild. This this whole cocktail scene didn't exist when I started bar- bartending. It started. This started with Sasha in '99 and Mokanani. So before that, I was bartending. <laughs> I'm thirty-five years old. Wow, you were you were like two when I started. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Shit, that's amazing. That's a real mind blower right there. Oh God. 
Yeah, you started in. <laughs> I feel three times as old if it makes it any better. Yeah, well, I'll do. So you started up there, and then you came straight to New York? Or there were some no, I lived all over the country. I, I, uh, I, 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 like I said, I used to be an actor, so I was kind of following that thing around. And for some reason, <laughs> I don't know why, uh, I, lived in, I moved to Kansas City for a show. And then I moved from Kansas City to uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, just because I wanted to live in Santa Fe. And for the first month, I lived in my pickup truck. I didn't have an apartment yet. And I was working uh, as a singing waiter. <laughs> and then I moved to San Francisco. <laughs> singing in waiter? Santa Fe? Yeah, in Santa Fe. How the hell? Like, <laughs> I, mean, no. I know, random and weird, right? And then I moved to San Francisco and kind of got my start in the whole fresh cocktail thing uh, at Zuni Cafe, which is oh, yeah. an oh, iconic right. place. I, I, I always forget you worked at Zuni. That's yeah. amazing. Zuni was amazing. I was there in 87 through 89. And we were using those Mexican lime presses. Uh, you know that little thing that you can now get at at, at uh, Williams Sonoma that you just flip over and you like basically flip a lime inside out or a lemon yeah. inside out. Mm-hmm. Those did not exist on this coast until Alex Miranda, who was my bar back at Zuni and later became a bartender and is now one of the main uh, salesmen at Bowler Wines. He came here first, and then I came here right after he did, and we kind of brought those things here from the mission in San Francisco. Uh, we used those at Zuni. We would make the Zuni margarita is like the most iconic margarita, I think. You would just take half a lime and squeeze it right into the drink. You didn't do, you know, it was it was beautiful. It was as fresh as you could get it, you right. know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that whole thing started my whole journey down this. Now I'll still be an actor, and I moved to Chicago for a while, and I lived in Louisville for a while, and uh, then I... I came to New York and worked on Broadway and did a New York um, national tour and a bunch of off-Broadway stuff. I had a little tiny reoccurring thing on a couple of soaps, and I've been in a couple of films, <laughs> lots of voiceovers and commercials and shit like that. And uh, God, that's a stupid business. Oh, my God. And now I'm just doing this, and I'm really loving it. Cool, man. Yeah. This, this business is no less stupid. Well, you have a little more control, man. It's like you're not the pawn at the end of the chessboard like you are as an actor. You know, it's like actors are – it's just awful because, you know, you get all this accolades, but in the whole chain of command, you are the last person, and you have to answer to a bunch of idiots most of the time. Yeah. You know, and it sucks when you have higher artistic integrity than everybody above you, and I couldn't handle that. Yeah. You know, at least this, I can apply my high artistic in- integrity when I'm working every night. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's it's a gratification. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. It is exactly the same as theater. It, yeah. feel, it pushes all those right buttons for me without the shitty ones. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Glad to see you landed on your feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to be great, kid. <laughs> Thanks. Stick with it. Thanks, sir. You're a natural kid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you working tonight? Uh, I am. I'm going in for a private event tonight. We have a buyout, so I am working for a few hours tonight. Cool. Mm-hmm. Great. So, so don't bother coming to Irving tonight. You're not going to get in <laughs> until after ten thirty. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Uh, not as young. Maybe. I got to work. <laughs> I'll be at work till one. What time do you guys close? Actually? Maybe I'll come over and see you after work. All right. I'll try it. I'll see how late it is. I got to catch a train. Yeah. Jersey living. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can't do very much hitchhiking with that thumb anymore. No. Oh, <laughs> too soon. My cute little thumb. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> it's <so> smooth looking. <laughs> it's rounded. Too yeah, soon. there's no there's no thumbnail to scratch you anymore, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gross. Speaking That's of- disgusting. <laughs> 
Speaking of, do you are you still making muddlers and selling them? Or? Oh fuck yeah, man! No, no, I don't sell them. I give them as gifts. Oh, cool. So I have cherry ones, and I've got some from. I want the one you were making when. This oh happened. no, no, I'm keeping that one. <laughs> I've got ones from the oak tree. We had an oak tree that fell down in our yard when when Sandy came through, and I'm, I still have a bunch from that one. And you know, so it's like, yeah, I still make them. Cool, man. Yeah. You know, you got to get back oh. on the horse. You can't, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. If everybody who cut themselves with a saw one time didn't use a saw anymore, we'd have nothing. Correct. Yeah. What, you, you, what you said. And you made it this far, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, come on. You've, you've only lost a quarter of a thumb in 55 years. That's oh, pretty good. figure it out. <laughs> oh! <laughs> sound effects He's got today. the sound effects down today. Sweet. You got a Foley artist in there? <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, man, this has been great. Yeah, man. The gin and tonics are great. This uh, is so delicious. Uh, I already drank all mine. Always great talking with you, and uh, I'm glad we had you in the studio today. Yeah, it's me been a too. lot of fun, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we will get over to see you. What'd you say? Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Sunday. Sundays are great. More industry driven. It's busy all the time, but Sundays are just a little less nutty. So. Yeah. Get to hang out and engage with a little bit, yeah. Tom R. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, pick up the Tom R's tonic syrup everywhere. I always say Tom R's, but it's Tomers, isn't it's it? It's Tomer. Yeah, everybody. And then I have people go, your, it's Tomers. I'm like, no, it's I'm Tomer, so it's called Tomers. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's soon to be an icon. It's globally pro- globally uh, available product. Yay! That's amazing. I'm really interested in talking to you off air about about the the other thing. Great. About your incubator and yeah. bottle mm. wine. Can't wait. Sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see that happen. Me too. Uh, let's see. Next week, tentatively, Ann Robinson. Oh, yeah. Yay, Everybody Annie. loves Ann Robinson. She's Love doing that Annie. new thing over at the, what's it called? The Vale Hotel? William Vale? Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so want get, to get her in here and chat about what she's got going on. Um, maybe try and talk her into going over and, and hanging out at Grand Army afterwards and doing a little happy hour. Yeah. Um, she's supposed to answer me today, but she didn't get back to me before the show. So. Wait, are we going to Grand Army today? Is that what we're doing? If you want. If you want to. Uh, 3.30. Yeah, I have to be there at 5. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, bad idea. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea to me. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, great to have you on. Looking forward to maybe having Ann on next week. Um, if you're interested, I'm going to throw a plug for myself out real fast. Uh, two weeks' notice has gone live at Amori Margo, meaning we do a three cocktail paired with snacks made by me, uh, prefix, uh, once a month. Uh, it's called Two Weeks' Notice. This one's on the 18th. It's always on a Sunday. Uh, you can reach out to me via Creative Drunk on all media and get some tickets to that. It's real fun. Get to watch me cook. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's all we've got for this week. Yeah. I great. Think, yeah, sounds great. All right. Well, this was great, guys. Thanks Tom, so much. Thanks so much. Great to see you. My as pleasure. Always. And yeah, guys. Thanks for making the tasty drinks. Yay. All right. That's it for the Speakeasy this week. Check out HeritageRadioNetwork.org for many, many, many more programs like this one. Until then, cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's going to save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. 
connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Jordan Silbert, founder and CEO of Q Drinks, and we're proud to support the Speakeasy. At Q Drinks, we make spectacular carbonated mixers crafted to perfectly complement your favorite spirits. Based in Brooklyn, we're available nationally in six flavors, including Q Tonic Water for spectacular gin and tonics and Q Ginger Beer for spectacular Moscow mules. Typical carbonated mixers are made with unpronounceable ingredients by multinational corporations, sweetened beyond recognition with high fructose corn syrup, and add absolutely nothing to the drinking experience. Here at Q Drinks, we're the complete opposite. Crafted with real ingredients, carefully sourced from around the world, Q Drinks are more flavorful, less sweet, and have much more carbonation than you'll find in other mixers. The result of this fanatical attention to detail is clean, crisp, spectacular beverages that bring out the best in your favorite spirits. Using Q Drinks, it's easy to create delicious, sophisticated cocktails with just two pours. One to two ounces of your favorite spirit, three to four ounces of Q, poured over ice in a highball glass. Simple, spectacular. Q Drinks, make your drink spectacular.